It's a bittersweet day for us at Gavin Place as we uh, celebrate and mourn <laughs> uh, Kobe and Carly uh, moving to a new location in ministry and uh, I'm thankful that the Lord arranged it and Will uh, suggested it or asked for me to be able to speak today because there's so much in my, in my heart that I want to say about Kobe and Carly. But it's really, it's, this is not a day about Kobe and Carly. Uh, I want to give a challenge to you, you guys. And uh, I've already given this challenge to Kobe. Uh, and, and I want to give it again because the Lord said to do it. And it's, it's going to be unique today to how, you see, how you see that that's true. It's just sweet the way the Lord spoke. Um, this happened yesterday. So I really just felt no pressure in preparation because I couldn't prepare. Not in the way I normally do. But as I started engaging with the Lord uh, this morning particularly, man, everything just came together so beautifully. So um, if y'all will be patient with me and also try your best to be engaged because this is a day for us, for all of us, not just for Kobe and Carly, and a challenge for all of us. And those of you that are, are watching today uh, online, um, I'm thankful that you're here and ask you also just to put things aside and to try to really engage because I really believe the Lord has given me a word that we need to remember our vision. And, uh, and so I didn't have a title until Anna asked me a few minutes ago. I fumbled through a few different ones, but I think that's a good one. I think it's where we're landing today, is remembering our vision. Because what's happening today is, is a completion uh, of, vision, of our vision or a launching of people who have been bought into our vision into a new ministry. And, uh, and so, so, I don't know how much you guys know about all of that, but, you know, when I first moved to Louisiana, God gave me a vision when I was on LC's campus. It was very clear. And it was out of Numbers chapter 13, which I'm not going to read today. Uh, we're going to be in Ephesians chapter, uh, I mean, Philippians chapter 3 and 4 today, if you want to be there. And I don't know how I'm going to flip this around, so Anna also, just kind of bear with me. Um, but the, the word that, that God gave me when I got here was, was when the 12 spies went in to spy out the land that God said, I am giving you. And they go in and they look in the land and they, they conclude that they can't go into the land because of the giants that are there, the circumstances that are there. And, but, but the word that God gave them was, I am giving you this land. It's the, he didn't say, go see if you can take it. He said, I'm giving you this land. And that was the word that God gave me. Don't, don't try to explain this away, and I, I don't, you, know, you don't know all the details, but I'm giving you this land. Well, that vision and that scenario has come up every time we've had a major move or change. And it came up again when we started looking at Colleen in uh, this time period in the life of our church. Is when Israel actually goes into the promised land, the, the, the covenant with God was that let's go, you're going into a land where you're going to obey what I say, and I'm going to be your God. That's it. I'm going to show you how good I am because you're going to go into this land and obey what I say and I'm going to be your God. And so two different times in the life of the Gathering Place Church, we have laid down stones, which I guess we're going to do again at some point. I don't know. But we laid down stones. And those stones were to represent what happened when, when Israel went across the land to say, we're going to do what you say. Who would know that at, the, at, the, at this stage of the game, after you know, now three different locations for our churches, 
and, and soon to be four, maybe five, maybe six locations because there's others in the making and, and churches all over the world that God has narrowed everything back down because we got real complicated for a little while. He narrowed everything back down to the same vision. And that is all we have to do. Like we, we talked about doing our ABCs, right? Everybody remember that, right? Hopefully. That's pretty easy to remember, your ABCs. And as I've started working in church planting and trying to communicate what God would have me to give to other churches, like I just finished this revival at Dry Prong, just met with students with BCM leadership in, in Metro New Orleans area. And the word that God keeps giving me is, no, it's narrowed down to one thing. It's just the A. Because if you do the A, you're going to do the B and the C. If you abide in Christ, then you are going to bless people. We don't have God... You know, you don't have to think about it or focus on it. You focus on abiding in Christ, and the fruit of that is going to be blessing other people. If you abide in Christ, then the fruit of that is going to be doing community and doing it well. And it just, it all kind of hit me this morning that, that we've got to come back to that, to that vision. That vision that God gave me when I first started Louisiana College, before we ever started our first church, Carrie, when we, you know, we started setting up in the gym and Wooddale Projects, years ago, the same theme was there. It was, it was obey what God says and let God reveal himself to you. That's been it. And that everything else will fall into place. The fruit is the rest. And so we come back to this day, and I'm thinking this morning, what do I tell, what do I tell Kobe and Carly as they leave here? Well, first of all, I had this, and I don't want to neglect to give you this message. And this is for all of us, too. Kobe is not moving up. Uh, he's, he's, he's getting a full-time job in ministry, so he doesn't have to work another job. But that's not a move up. There is no move up from, from abiding in Christ, right? Uh, this is not a move up. And so the first thing that the Lord gave me this morning was that concept or idea. idea and this was in the Oswald Chambers. Just, I mean, just the title of it was, uh, I don't remember what title of it was, whatever it was. Yeah, failure and success, the, the small and great. And just, a, just an excerpt from that, and it's not up there, but it's, he said, humility pleases God wherever it is found. And the humble person will have God for his or her friend and helper always. Only the humble are completely sane. For they're the only ones that see clearly their own size and limitations. And I thought, you know, the, the ultimate expression of humility is us being totally dependent on God. And Kobe sang those songs this morning. As he was singing them, I know that those are from his heart because I've watched the transition, and you have too, that's happened in Kobe's life. And, and, and we're going to read about that today in Ephesians chapter 3 and 4. But Kobe's had this transition that's happened in his heart. So has Carly. They, they, as a couple, they have had this transition of, of being important and being somebody to being nobody and just allowing God to reveal himself through them. And we all need that reminder. That's, we are nobodies. Uh, and we are totally dependent upon somebody. And that's Christ to reveal himself. But I thought it was interesting. I was trying to think, well, you know, oh God, we're just going to talk about abiding today again? Because we always talk about abiding. It just seems like, you know, why are we talking about abiding again? And it, and it hit me like during the COVID times, when we couldn't meet here, we couldn't, we couldn't do anything God kept driving home the same message. We are not abiding in Christ. We are not spending our time with him and pursuing his will. Even now that we have time, God's taking all the excuses away and we're still not doing it. And I think God's just, he's still trying to drive this message home. 
So I get into um, chapter 3 of Philippians. Look at this, verse 1. He says, Finally, my brothers, rejoicing the Lord, to write the same things to you is no trouble to me, and it is safe for you. <laughs> He's like, to write the same things to you is no trouble for me, and it's, and it's, it's, it's safe for you. Like, we need to hear this message again. Y'all with me? I, mean, I, I don't know that you really are, but it, we, it's, or maybe we need to hear this message. I don't know. But this word, we've got to say this word over and over again. Abiding is what we're about. It is the thing that we have. That It is the main distinctive that we have as a church that the world is looking for. It is so significant that God's giving me audience with people around the, in, uh, in other parts of the world that I never met before who are hungry for this. Y'all remember Elian's testimony? I didn't even know his testimony until we watched it during COVID times. He said, I was asking God, I was crying out to God. I had five years of theology and, and there's something missing. And God, what is it? What's missing? What's missing? And then God sent Glenn with one message, abiding Christ. And it's changing his life. This is the message the world needs because this is a total focus on the person of Christ. And so I don't have any problem saying the words again because God told us to do it. And then also, I just thought, wouldn't it be cool? Like I finished my scripture readings, which I'm, I haven't yet. I'm going to read some more in a minute. But in my devotional time this morning, I finished my, my um, scripture readings, my daily scripture readings. And then I popped over to, uh, well, I had already read Tozer, and I popped over to uh, Piper's devotional, which I'm reading right now every day on Bible Gateway. And I thought, God, it'd be cool if whatever I read in Piper's devotional also just was like fuel for this fire. Here's Piper's devotional this morning. Y'all see the text? Not yet. How about now? John 15, 5. Tell me God doesn't have a sense of humor. Abide in Christ. This is it. We have one message. We have one life to live in the front of people. We have one gift to give to the church as, as a, a universal church of God. And it's to abide in Christ. And so I, I want, I'm saying to Kobe and to Carly, you're not moving up and you're not going over there for a job. You're not going over there to, to, uh, to do worship. It's not, it's not what you're going over there to do. You're going over there to give a message. And the message is abiding Christ. You guys know it. You get it. You got it. You, it, it is, it, God has changed your life because of, of who you've discovered him to be through obedience. And that message has got to be driven to everybody you come in contact with for the rest of your life. You're not, you're not set free from that ever. As we release you, we're, we're sending you out. We're not releasing you. We're not giving you an opportunity because, oh, well, it makes sense because Kobe's, and I've had people say that it makes sense. It's a full-time job. So Kobe, you know, he has a degree in music, so he should be taking that. That's why he's taking that. No, that's not why. And Kobe made it clear that's not why. He's going because God's bringing him there. And the message is this. The words that, that you heard that have changed your life is the message. And we're going to say it over again. Because God, you know, Paul had no problems repeating the same message over again. And we need to receive that, church, because right now we're fixing to, to be in two different locations. The people from West are going to be in two different locations. And, and don't think that if you're not going to Colleen, you don't have a call. Your call is stepping up too. God, I believe in a, in a very real sense, this has been progressive. Like we had COVID, 
and we couldn't do anything together. And then we, as soon as we could do something together, we got back together. And I think in some of in our hearts and minds, maybe it's like, oh, we're still, oh, good, we're back together the old way. No. And God says, no, you're not. Because the whole point of you being alone with me is so that I can start bearing my fruit through your life to all the people that you live around, people you work around, people in this community, people in the communities where you live. It's time. Like, this is the, in Ecclesiastes, right, there's a time for everything. Here's the time for abiding. Here's the time for this message to not be preached out there only, but it's time for it to be lived out through the people in this church. And so as we send Kobe and Carly out, we're also sending some people to Colleen, and we're sending some people here. You might think, well, we've been here. No, we're sending you now. This is our sending out. This is the... This is a, a revisioning today. It's, a, it's us remembering what God called us to do. So as we go, there's some things that, that Paul unfolds, and it was just beautiful. The outlines in the scripture. I don't have points. I just have scripture today. But I'm just going to walk us through it. So follow, follow along with me in chapter 3. So first thing, Kobe, is one message. Carly, one message. You are representatives of Christ to give this message. Verse 2, though, he says, look out for the dogs, look out for the evildoers, look out for those who mutilate the flesh. All right, I want to pause there. <clears throat> As I go out, and, and what he's talking about, the dogs here, is he's talking about those that would bring back this legalistic system of rules and regulations, all this legalism, bring it back. He's specifically talking about mutilators of the flesh because he's talking about circumcision. But he's talking about watch out for those who would try to bring you back into that bondage. And Kobe and I already had this discussion. And all of us are susceptible to that. All of us are susceptible to be brought back into that because that's in our flesh, right? Our old flesh patterns. It's in the members of our body. Constantly waging war against something as subjective as abiding in Christ. It's so much easier if we can zip up our religion into a package and just follow some rules. And if it's a good, enjoyable place to follow rules, then that's even better, right? But we can't do that. We have a ministry to do. God's called us to give these words out. And Paul is, is speaking to this Philippian church the way that I'm speaking to you. You'll see it later on in the text. But he's, not, he's saying, first of all, watch out. I'm going to say these words again to you. And then let's watch out because we're fixing to move forward. And the, the tendency is going to be for us to fall right back into bondage again. To some new way of doing rules and regulations. So watch out, Kobe. Uh, this is not a specific thing about Alpine Church. We love Alpine people. Uh, they're, they're some of our people over there. We've been there. We've served there. It's about watch out for those that would try to take you. And I told Kobe, I said, go in. Don't go in under anybody. Go in as, an, as a member of their church and as an equal, uh, bringing ministry to that church. And, uh, and God's already arranged some things for that to happen for him. I'm so thankful for that. But go in that way. But watch out. Don't let anybody bring you back into bondage again. You have a message that probably very few people have ever heard in that location. All right, and then in verse 3, he says, he says, why? For we are the circumcision who worship by the Spirit of God. And the glory in Christ Jesus. And we glory in Christ Jesus. And we put no confidence in the flesh. For though I, have my, uh, I myself have a reason for confidence in the flesh also, if anyone else thinks he has reason for the confidence in the flesh, I have more. 
circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as to the law, a Pharisee, as to the zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to righteousness under the law, blameless. But whatever, I had, whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish, in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith. Why? That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible I may obtain attain the resurrection from the dead. All right, here's the thing that I know has happened. We've all seen it, right? When Kobe came in that first time and started leading worship for us and his personality and all that he was, I, I saw it before that when I walked into his office and I went, you want, God, you want what? Kobe was so Kobe. Kobe was full of Kobe. And I, I know you won't mind me telling this. If he does, I don't care. Because Kobe was full of Kobe. Kobe was, he, he had a, in his mind what he was going to be and what he was going to look like as his worship leader person. And, and then, then I came in with something totally different with an offer for him to consider past, praying about being a pastor instead of a worship leader. And that's kind of where he was, where God was kind of shifting his heart at the time. I think so he'd be open to me. Because, you know, for whatever reason. But, man, we've watched God take your, you, you two and watch your life just radically transform. The humility that's come and the pride that's gone, the, the, uh, the, the goals for achievement that have totally disappeared, that both of you have been willing to just adjust your lives over and over again, literally, to, to new jobs, new positions, whatever it is that God leads in your life, to leadership within the body, and then to, Kobe, just also to watch that worship come to life, man. Just over, particularly over the last year, very particularly over the last six months, to watch that, watch your your heart for God grow and, and blossom, because God took all that other stuff out, and now you consider it as rubbish. And and I guess for all of us, we need to ask the question regarding that: Do we consider all this religious stuff that we've been doing as rubbish compared to? Knowing Christ, which comes through abiding. The word knowing here is knowing by experience through obedience. Do, do we consider all that religious stuff as, as rubbish? And if not, we are susceptible to these dogs that are going to come in and try and draw us back into religion. It's going to be real easy over the next few months as we begin to transition it, it will be real easy for our flesh to fuel its fire and say, well, there's just so few of us here. Let's just go somewhere else. When God wants to touch lives, and it's going to be through a few, not through a lot, to, to stay obedient to whatever Christ leads us to do, to, to remain obedient. Watch that. Jacob, I, I recognize this. I see the same thing in, that happened in Paul's life, and he's saying this to, to the Philippian church because he wants them to realize we don't have anything, none of that stuff that we consider to be so, so uh, attractive is, is attractive anymore. We consider it rubbish compared to abiding in Christ. Same words, abiding in Christ, knowing him by experience through obedience. In verse 12, we're not done. 
Verse 12, he says, Not that I have already obtained this, nor am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own, because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have, have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to, to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let those of us who are mature think this way. And if any one of you thinks otherwise, God will reveal that, to you, uh, that also to you. Only let us hold true to what we have attained. So once again, Kobe and Carla, man, what you have obtained, hold on to. You, you know, where you're going, you hold on to what, you, what you've attained. What God has done in your life, hold on to that. You know, there's, there's going to be lots of, for all of us, there's going to be lots of struggles in the next few months as we continue to hold on to what God has told us to be and do. This one word of abiding in Christ and all the fruit that it produces of community and, and fruit that it produces of new believers and, and, uh, and out wanderers who are outside who need to be coming in because, uh, because of our testimony in our lives. And, we're, and we need to begin now to, sh- to, to let that vision be fulfilled. So we haven't, we haven't arrived. None of us have. And I think it's obvious uh, over the last, over this COVID times that God has found us where we are. And he's saying, look, you haven't arrived, but let's go. Let's press on. Let's press into this. Press toward this high call of God for, our, for you as believers. And Kobe and Carly for you as, as leaders now in this new location. In verse 17. Brothers, join in imitating me. <laughs> And keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us. For many of whom I have often told you and now tell you, even with tears, walk as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their end is destruction. Their God is their belly. And they glory in their shame with minds set on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven. And from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body into, uh, to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. So here's, here's what he's saying. And this, you know, I, you guys know that when we were preaching through the book of Acts is when I, when I was reading the story of Paul and Barnabas and Peter going out to, to plant more churches, like-minded churches, that that's when, where my call came from. And so I relate to this as I'm thinking about sending these guys out. I'm thinking... Here, here's the word that I believe the Lord wants. What, imitate me. Now, not imitate me like I've already attained, obtained the prize, but imitate me. Imitate the things that, that we have learned together. Imitate this concept and this idea this, this, of what it means to be a disciple, of just being obedient to Christ in all things and letting God reveal himself to you. Imitate that. Bring it with you wherever you go and look for people who are like that. Paul says in this passage, he says, uh, he, he says to go find people like that. Walk according to, you know, keep your eyes out for those who walk according to the example that you have in us. And so finding people who walk like us and building them up. And I, I believe this right now for all of us, as much as or maybe even more so than for Kobe and Carly. This is a word for us. I think we've gotten very comfortable with ourselves. And God's kind of broken all that up. 
it doesn't feel the same way it used to. And I, and I believe that what God's calling us to in response to that is that we start finding those people out there that are like us, that are wandering, that are empty in dead religion, that need this word from God, and start sharing the message of Christ with those people. I mean, it's definitely going to be for you guys where you're going, but also for us in Colleen, also for, for the church here in the, in the church in Alexandria and Pineville. You know, we need to, wherever we are, we need to be looking for those people who walk in the way that we walk, like they're walking out of bondage and are ready to walk into this freedom that we have. And so God is going to do that. God's going to do it. Uh, our citizenship is in heaven, and we're trying to lead people to live that way. And then in verse, uh, chapter 4, verse 1, this is what the way I think Paul closes out this thought. Uh, Therefore, my brothers, whom I love and long for, my joy and my crown, stand firm thus in the Lord. So Kobe and Carlin, stand firm in the Lord. And what, we, what we've taught here, it's not, you know, I, I hope everybody, everybody needs to hear this if you haven't heard this, but it's not about a book that we follow. We're not following the abiding cycle. It's not even about distinctives of our church. We're following the Lord. We're following God, and this is biblical distinctives that God has revealed to us that folks have missed. So many people have missed. Because their, their God is their belly and they've been after some, some, something else. I was after something else. But our God is not our belly anymore. And so stand firm in what God's told us. And that is stand firm in Him. Literally. Stand firm in God. Obeying what He says. And then finally verse 9. Again, He starts where this message closed. In, chapter, in verse 9 of chapter 4, he says, whatever you have learned, Coven Carly, whatever you've learned, church, whatever you've learned, and received, and heard, and seen in me, practice these things. And the God of peace will be with you. You know, in the, in the, abiding, in, in the abiding passages in verse 11 of chapter 15, Jesus said, if you, I've told you these things so that my joy might be in you and your joy might be made complete. That's where the peace comes from that he's talking about. You know, God is, God is challenging all of us to take what we've learned and all of us have received and all of us have seen and heard. Like we have literally done this in our lives. Not every day, the way we probably should, not probably the way we should, not all the time the way we need to, but we've done it in our lives. All those things that, that we've seen and heard, this teaching that we've received, that we've learned, the word is practice these things. So this is a season for us. It's a time. Uh, for every Time, or what, I forget what the verse is. Well, what is it? Every time there's a season, everything under heaven, there's a season. Everything under heaven, there's a season. This word that God gave me 25 years ago when I was sitting up in the office at Louisiana College thinking he surely was talking about 
students at LC, and that was it. And then five years later, expands that into a church, and then has expanded into multiple churches. It's time. Now, I don't know that this message will have to be heard again, or if it ever will be heard again. I don't think God will ever give up on us that this is what we're supposed to be about. But I want to challenge us today to recommit ourselves to practice these things. And Kobe and Carla, as you go, we're sending you out to practice these things. Not to lay them aside for the sake of some, some church plan, but to practice these things in the context of whatever church plan happens where you go. Challenge for us that are, that are praying and God's saying stay here in this location is to say how do we practice things now? Because apparently the word of the Lord today for us is practice. How are we not practicing and then let's begin to do the things that God's told us to do. Those of us that are going to the new Colleen church, it's time to practice those things. It's a fresh start for us. Fresh start for everybody, not just for, for the Normans, but for all of us. So I pray, I pray you'll receive that word and that today will, will be a, you know, it's just another day in the life of our body. It's not like God doesn't speak every week. It's not like God's not speaking the same message from the pulpit every week. But it's time for us to practice these things. So I, I hope you're able to receive that today. And, uh, and, and I want to close in prayer, and then, then we're going to have a time of prayer over Kobe and Carla this morning to send them out. So let's bow our heads for just a minute. As you think about what we said today and what the Lord has given us for this message today, just, just deal with that. Would, can, can you say from, with, with an honest heart, with, with honest motivation from your heart and True conviction. Can you say, Father, I am ready to practice these things. Wherever you are, if you need to give a word of confession to the Lord, repentance to say, I have not been practicing these things, then that would be a great thing, a great way to start. But can you find it in your heart to say to God, God, I'm ready to practice abiding in you. I'm ready to practice this. For the sake of my own life, my enjoyment of life, and for the sake of those around me, I'm ready to practice abiding in Christ. If so, say that to the Lord. And then let's let our response be worship this morning.